Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Shardanger. And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And we're back with another Wave of the Planet. And not only another one, this is an important one because this is number 10 of our podcast. We're official. It's in the double digits now. There's nothing stopping us. So thank y'all for listening. If you've been listening from the beginning or if you just now picked it up, thank y'all so much for listening. We love to do this. So it just means the world that y'all are actually listening. So <laughs> Yeah, if you've made it this far, thank you. So we're going to go in ahead. Uh, we got a couple different things in music news going on. We got a little bit about Nikki, uh, some Drake and Migos. We got a university student suing for reimbursement. And then we also have a little bit about the Travis Scott and Astroworld. Yes, we do. And then I've got some, you guys know me, I love the sports. So, of course, I got some sports news. And then uh, we also got a couple other music things. So uh, Kanye West and Kid Cudi, the headline title of the creators. Camp Flognell. We'll get into that a little bit. Then there's also some funny stuff about the Browns. You guys know what I think about the Browns. So, But let's jump into it. Bob, what's your song of the week? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to have to say, if you haven't listened to the new Nicki Minaj Queen album, it's going to be off of that. It's going to be uh, Majesty by Nicki Minaj, and it's uh, featuring her boyfriend, which y'all know that's what I've been waiting for. So, you know, it's... If you have not listened to it yet, it is a banger and definitely should. So. It is. Um, and we've been talking about it for a while when we first heard that they were dating, you know, like, when are we going to get a song together? And we did. Also, they've done a song together before. Um, I realized that a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was a pretty good one, too. So, yeah, I, I like that song, too, Majesty, a lot. Uh, my song of the week is also going to be from her Queen album. And, um, I mean, predictable, Barbie dreams, whatever. Bob's like, eh, it's okay, it's pretty slow, but I'm like, no, I'm a lyrics person, right? Remember, that's the difference between us, right? It's all right. So, no, it's a diss track, completely a diss She literally calls well, designer special ed. Well, that's the, uh, <laughs> like, that's the song that has the sampling from Notorious B.I.G., right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, who else? Oh, she... Talks about um, Lil Uzi. She talks about literally everything. She talks about Drake in this song. Some choice lyrics. But it. I don't know. I love it. I think it's It's like she literally like came out in a statement about it because she was getting some backlash. And she was like, this song is for everybody that I, is about everybody that I like mess with, that she's like good friends with. So it wasn't really a diss diss track. Like if you no, were really just, dissed, you'd know it. It was more like a playful banter, like, you yeah. know, friends. You know, you're friends. You can kind of be mean to each other, but it, it, it was is a, funny. It was it's a like slight a roast. <laughs> slight yeah, roast. There you go. Yeah, okay, yeah, just like, you know, the roast of Justin Bieber and everybody that wanted to go on those things and do roasts, and their friends just roast them, yeah. Exactly. So let's jump into some music news, Bob. What do you got? So um, we got Drake and Migos. They have postponed their tour. For the second time, um, and this was due to production issues. He said the Aubrey and the Three Migos tour was slated to begin Friday night, uh, so that would be August 10th, and um, at Kansas City's Spring Center, but has now been pushed to Sunday. Uh, the venue had tweeted that the delay is due to production issues. In turn, the show at Minnesota's XL Energy Center that had been rescheduled for Sunday has now been postponed to yet an announced date. So what do you think? Do you think that the tour is going to get keep getting postponed? Or is it going to cancel it? Well, uh, I don't know what the production like yeah, issue I was ask, is. What does that mean? I don't know. Is, is it like you know Drake and Migos? Are they just going at it? Is there something? Or are they were they supposed to release some new song or something, and it's just not happening? And they were supposed to do it on this tour. I feel like 
if it gets too delayed, they're just going to decide not to do it. Or, or or Drake might not do it anymore. You know, we talked about this before about how he kind of is just like came out with this last album and we think this is going to be like the last one that we hear. Like me and Lance were going through the music last week mm-hmm. and there's like six Drake songs in our top hits and we like took two out just because that's how much he's charting right now. Yeah. And I think he did that great. I think he set himself up because I think that he's done with music for a little bit. Well, we already talked. So, he's going and he's going to be directing that yeah. show on Netflix. That's kind of like Degrassi yeah. or at least from what it uh, from what the description gathered. was. It kind of sounds kind of like a new New age Degrassi, so, you know. I think he's going to try and, um, if this tour doesn't work out, I think he'll transition and, you know, sorry, but I've got some other projects coming up, so. Which is unfortunate, because I would like to see Drake and Migos live. Absolutely. Just, uh, until we know what the actual, quote-unquote, production issues are, you know, there's nothing really. Because they, like he was, like you said, it was supposed to be postponed um, from last Friday to Sunday, and then it got postponed Sunday to who knows. So we'll see if that even happens at this point. But we'll go into um, a little bit. We'll talk about Travis Scott and Astroworld. Um, if you do not know, Travis Scott is a Houston rapper. And he's also decided he is going to uh, keep the Astroworld theme intact. And he's going to um, have a like an Astroworld festival in Houston at the NRG Stadium, which or NRG Park, which is right across from where uh, Astro World was when I was younger, so he's going to be having a um, he's going to be putting in a festival, and he's going to be the uh, headliner. Yeah, he's so so basically like a posty fest. Yeah, so basically what he's doing in Houston is basically what Post Malone is doing in Dallas, but this is November 17th. So he's going to be handpicking the um the lineup, but he is going to be headlining at his own festival, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't <laughs> um, say. So um so he's going to be handpicking everything, so we will be getting more information on that as it comes in just like Posty Fest. I don't think he's released mm-hmm. he's released the lineup yet. I do not no, believe. I don't think so. I don't think he's going to. I do have to say, though, I admire this trend of rappers um, headlining like a festival, like a day long festival um, in like their hometown, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, number one, this is the second one so far this year in Texas. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and this just proves the show that we got a lot of good rappers coming out of Texas represent. But like, you know, I think it's so cool that they're like, hey, look, this is where I'm from or this is the area where I'm from. This is where everything started for me. This is where some of my inspiration mm-hmm. comes from. So like. We're going to have a festival, but we're going to do it here. And I know Posty Fest is only, it's just that one day Yeah. in Dallas, right? It's Dallas or Fort Worth? Um, I believe it is, I believe it's in Dallas. I, I could be wrong. Dallas. It might be in the um, Toyota Music Factory, maybe. I th- uh, Yeah, I think it's in uh, Dallas. But um, Astroworld's going to have like uh, three three different locations, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, you know, I think that it's it's a good thing that they're, uh, doing and of course it's going to be in Houston. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited about all of this. You know we might have to might have to see if we can go. And then um, he said, uh, "Well, this is what he was released." He goes, "Travis, myself, and our entire Cactus Jack team couldn't be more excited to finally reveal our plans for the first ever Astro World Festival." Travis Scott's, uh, that's from Travis Scott's manager and the GM of Cactus Jack Records. And he said, our ultimate goal is to launching this fest is to bring some well-deserved recognition to Travis's hometown of Houston. There you go. The place that has made 
him both the man and creative artist he is today. H-Town has an incredibly rich cultural history, and we look forward to showcasing the residents from Travis's own backyard and across the globe what makes this city so special. Make sure to get your tickets now, as the inaugural Astroworld will be a really special and unique experience not to be missed. And their uh, their website is up if you want to check it out. it's I believe it's just astroworldfest.com, I believe is what it was. And I mean, it's very, um, I mean, it's very bland right now because there's no lineup. So yeah, it's just like, hey, um, more information you can put in your email and your, um, you can put in your email and your phone to get more information. And then it has the uh, backdrop for the flyers for Astroworlds, and then buy your tickets, which I believe general admission was ninety nine dollars, and then I think VIP um, is two fifty. Stargazers was two fifty, and then. The no bystanders is five fifty. Mm. So um, if we go to that, we're gonna try and get some press passes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh, I think it's really cool that he's paying homage to uh, to Houston and even with the Astro World theme, which was a park there. So mm-hmm. so, so and Bob's from Houston. So yeah, that is right. So I also want to talk a little bit about so the. Uh, I don't know if you remember the 97.9, the Beat Monster Energy dub car show thing that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you uh, remember or heard anything about it. Yeah, I listen to 97.9 sometimes. Well, they got a – so they have Jeezy, Black Youngsta, Blockboy JB, Yellow Beezy, Slim Thug, Zero, Paul Wall, Lil Kiki, Duro, and Trapboy Freddy. And see, here's the thing for that is this is in Dallas. And a lot of those are Houston rappers like Slim Thug, Zero, Lil Kiki. I mean, Paul Wall. I mean, Slim Thug, Lil Kiki both have national or not national holidays. Sorry, Houston holidays. Yeah. So I'm curious to see is he going to get is he going to go for the new or for newer um, music or is he going to grab these Houston rappers? Are we going to see Slim Thug, Zero, Paul Wall, Lil Kiki? Or are we going to see um, just other artists kind of like more, I don't know, Migos and kind of caliber people? So what do you think? I think that uh, I think he'll probably do. I think he'll probably bring a little. I think he'll do a little both. I think it makes sense to do a little bit of both, mm-hmm. um, you know, throwing some old with some new. I think yeah. that's how you kind of reach both audiences. Uh, speaking of festivals and albums, I was going to say. You know, uh, with that festival coming up, and we've talked about, like, we, we don't know who the lineups are of these festivals yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lil Pump will probably be, he'll probably be at Astroworld. Speaking of Lil Pump, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me clarify again. I'm not, like, a Lil Pump fan, right? That is not true. She loves Lil Pump. No, 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 no. Okay, Loki. We, the, we put these three songs on, and she will sing it. And those are the only. Well, he's made four songs. I'm sorry. Which ones? Name them. Um, welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Get <laughs> it. Get it. And then, Gucci oh, gang. there's also Gucci Gang, but there's also Drug Addict. Whole gang full of drug addicts. But I didn't make so that my song trying, of the week. So you're I, trying to tell me that um, you're not a fan of him, but you no, like no, his no, four no, songs? No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Lil Pump. I think he is young. I think he's kind of immature. I think he makes catchy music, and I think I hate myself when I listen to these songs in the car. But he's coming out with an album on Friday, and I think that's his birth. That's like his 18th birthday or something like that. Jeez. And um, I'm like excited for it, 
but also prepared to be disappointed because I think that like new age rap, like it's just like it, it's just like um, it's 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 completely different. And like his songs, like literally, okay, Gucci Gang was like two minutes long. A skit it was like three minutes long. Well, Gucci Gang and then, was like fifty three seconds of just Gucci Gang. Yeah, you saying Gucci Gang was like fifty three exactly. seconds of that song. And drug addicts is three minutes long too. So it's like. Um, they're all just like short, catchy songs, and so I'm excited to like see if he's got anything else other than that. You know, I want to hear a slow song with substance. You know, mm. not about substance abuse. I don't think so, that he. I don't know if he's the cali or like the kind of. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't want, know. I want to be surprised. Yeah. But what I can say is, he plays into people knowing that he's young, and I don't want to say dumb, but like you know. He um you can get away with being stupid. <laughs> the album is called Harvard Dropout, and it's spelled H A R V E R D. Oh man! So um, and then he's gonna go on a Harvard Dropout tour. So you know, I, you know, I'm gonna try and be there. But um, he, I I just don't see Little Pump being able to perform for like an hour. He's got stamina. He's a kid. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. He, he is seventeen. Okay, he's, I'm not. I'm not saying like he's physically unable to. I'm saying musically, like having no. Well, that's the song. thing. Like that's why I want to listen to the album. Like Friday, I'll probably just listen to it while I'm at work because I just think that like I think it'll be surprising, and if not, I'll be disappointed, and I'll listen to his three songs. Well, you were like. talking about like this this new age of rappers and whatnot. I mean, and you know, you know how I feel. You know my, you know how I feel about. Lil Pump, like you already know, yeah, but yeah. he does, he does uh, the same thing. Like Suicide Boys are the same way. They're like songs, are like two minutes, two yeah. and a half minutes, and they're and it's bang, just catchy they stuff. bang, yeah, yeah. Like the beats they are have good, a really good beat. and the lyrics are so catchy that you remember it, but not almost mm-hmm. enough to be annoying. Mm-hmm. So like, like I, I don't know. Drug addicts is not like I like the song because I like the beat. I think the beat is catchy, and I think that like the words are easy to remember. But like whole gang full of drug addicts, it's really not a progressive. Like yeah, no, he's, not he's a positive song. And his entire crew is already him got... and his grandma sipping on activists because you know him and his grandma take meds. In every single one of his uh, songs, he talks about taking boy. meds. Him and his grandma taking meds, sipping activists, something, and we get it. But like, I feel like I guess that's like a cool thing. No, I don't no, do like, dr- yeah, no, yeah. Quote, unquote, in the rap like, game, yeah, no. In the rap game, it's cool to do drugs, but like, I feel like he'll get to a point. Um, and I hate to bring up Russ because there's so much like Russ controversy or whatever. But he has coming out with a new album too, so we mm-hmm. might get some new music from Russ. Um, maybe in the system we'll have to listen to it and see what it's like. But um, Russ is kind of that rapper who's been there and is like, mm-hmm. look, drugs aren't funny. Like they're not fun. You're, he wore a shirt, and um, I don't remember what it said, but basically people were mad about um, they were mad about it because they were like it was it was kind of a controversial thing, mm-hmm. but um, basically his shirt said, "How much Zans and lean do you have to do before you realize you're an effing loser?" So basically, like, like, and I'm pretty sure I think Russ was on drugs before, and then he like hit rock bottom, and then realized he like, like that's not that's not the way. I mean, and and also I think that like, and and that's a positive. Like, so many people don't like him, but like that's a positive message. Yeah, because that's something that he went through. So he like personally is saying, "Hey, dude, like <laughs> it's not cool. It's not fun. Like I did this, and it ruined my life." Kind of deal. Yeah, and I had a friend who um, 
his brother actually overdosed on Xanax, mm-hmm. and he was like seventeen, and sixteen, it- seventeen. And like I, to me, it's just like it's one of those things that's completely preventable. You don't have to, you know. Uh, we could go all day about big pharma and whatnot, yeah. but like you know, um, I think that I I really hate this like glorifying mm-hmm. drug glorifying drug use thing that starting to happen now. And I mean, well, it's always it's, been happening. Say, it's always been. I mean, when you think of rock and roll, it's drug, sex, rock and roll. Exactly, and that's the thing. Like, it's not just in hip hop music. Yeah, Jeez, we have a song in the system. Shoot, country music, especially and 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 alcohol is a drug too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, um. Cocaine. Yeah. What song is it that it's like? Cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, so it's not just a hip hop thing. Frampton? No. It's it's just like um, it's just happening more and more, and like it, it's it's more normalized now, and I hate that. See, I here's hate the thing. That. I feel like it's these the drugs that is normalized now is like medication is yeah. pharma pharmaceutical medication over the counter medication that is being um it is glorified uh, now it's not it's, like it used to be like slean crack you know yeah it's prescription dope. medicine now it's like lean that, prescription pills xanax like adderall and like yeah it's prescription medicine that is being used in and the wrong yeah used and abused pretty much and it just i don't know I, I just hate it so much because now like anyone be- can become an addict and like mm. what like one of the, one of my favorite songs when it came out was called drug dealer by macklemore but mm. and um basically he's just talking about because he used to have a drug problem as well and so basically and it's a really good song honestly if you listen to it it's one of those listen to the words but basically it's about how um he started taking drugs because he was given prescription drugs and then you know he started you know getting deep into it and 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 there's some things like me being a person who like wants to go into psychology and I like want to be a therapist in the future. Like I believe in therapy. I have to, you know, I believe in intervention. I believe that medication is not the end all be all. I believe mm-hmm. that medication is not going to solve all of your issues. It may help, but it's not a, a well, fantastic magical cure. You know, I, I don't, I kind of agree and I disagree at the same time because you know, I hate, I hate taking medications. I yeah. don't want to be on medications. Like I hate it, but like certain, like if certain medications if you do exactly as you're told on it you'll be fine as long as it's when you abuse it well yeah and that's and and i agree with that i definitely agree that it is the answer to some problems but i don't think it's the only answer and i don't think it's the only thing so like like anxiety medication mm -hmm. i understand some people have anxiety Mm -hmm. and i understand this medicine helps them you know get better i also think that talking to someone like going to see a therapist in combination with that medicine will probably make you feel Mm -hmm. better better because going through i've never you know been on anti-anxiety medication or anything like that but you feel a, diff- a bunch of different emotions at once. You mm. you know you have different experiences. This medication is going to calm your brain down. And so I, I just feel like, I don't know, I'm a big talker. I feel like talking helps a lot most of the time. And so I feel like if you're having like the, an issue or these issues, you know, seeing someone will help yeah. in combination to whatever you're doing. But the, and just in general, I believe in the power of therapy. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, not everyone wants to work out their issues. And that's okay. But... It's a benefit for sure. <clears throat> because me personally, I've never. Well, I've been on Concerta and Adderall, and but I don't. Well, one, I only take it when I like need to, when mm-hmm. I'm ha- like supposed to. Plus, I'm pre- it's prescribed to me, so it 
my body reacts to it differently. Yeah. Because I actually have ADHD, so it, well, it like mellows me out and it focuses me and it make and I don't like it. But other people, well, see, that's it's like the speed thing. to them. That's the thing, and it, it literally is. So it's that's the thing with ADD medication, and that's I think that's one of the reasons why it is so, you know. And I mean, like I think getting addicting and stuff like that. Think about the mo- one, like the probably the most abused pills are Zans, Adderalls, and I can't really think of. Maybe like painkiller prescription, like yeah, Vicodin prescription and, and, and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and that's because the thing is, these these are prescribed for people whose brains are wired mm-hmm. differently. And like, I'm undiagnosed ADD. I, I already know it. I but my mom, you know, fighting through it, so I did. But uh, it's hard. I did because I didn't and want to be on the meds. Exactly, and so it's like for people like me and Bop. I mean, you're diagnosed, so yeah. it's a little bit different. But um, if like if I were to take Adderall. Like this morning, I had straight up had a panic attack. Like I was stressing out so bad. If that, if I were to take Adderall, what that would do is calm me down and focus me. But for mm-hmm. someone who's like completely I, chill, their brain doesn't work that way. They're like calm all the time. It's going to speed them up, and that's why I think, I think a drug problem, kind of, especially common on college campuses. Well, yeah. I mean, that's if we think about like drug use is probably prevalent mostly in college campuses more than like more yeah probably more than especially pills i'm talking yeah and i'm talking about like prescription yeah, med- yeah, medical prescription i'm not talking about yeah. like other other drugs because obviously not There's- well i mean steve was a heroin problem but really i didn't see i didn't see, know that i didn't know until my psychology class in like um february and she was talking about it and i was like i i'm so clueless i didn't know that there was a heroin problem in this town interesting it's a small town i feel it, like i would have known that well it's a small town. <laughs> well, here's okay. Um, so you were saying about the ADD in pills, or yeah. like different um, different medications for ADD kind of affects us differently. So a lot of them are like methamphetamines. Yeah, are they're amphetamines? They're not methamphetamines. So Sorry. yeah, and there's a difference <clears throat> between amphetamines. amphetamines and methamphetamines. Well, so <laughs> my doctor kind of joked because I was talking to him. I was like, um, because I'm trying to get back on my Adderall prescription for my senior year because I just. I don't care how it makes me feel. I just want to get good grades. This is my last year. I want to do good. So I'm trying to get it up. And he was, and he was just joking with me. He's like, yeah, that, er, that doesn't really affect you that much. Um, just try meth. It'd probably be the same thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, wait, wait, what? And he's like joking, but he's not. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. So he jokingly said that I could probably take meth and it'd be, it would just affect me like an Adderall. And well, I'm just yeah. like, okay. And then that's when he kind of explained to me, which oh, I don't do a lot of research on prescription because I don't take prescriptions. So I didn't know about all, a lot of this. I didn't know it's like meth, basically. Yeah. I well, yeah. And that's the thing. It basically is. It's prescribed meth. And or so, speed. Or, or, yeah, yeah. It is speed. That's what it is. And so um, I think that people don't understand, like, they'll say it's such a thing to say, like, well, if someone were to say I'm on meth, they're going to look horrible like people are gonna oh that's a yeah, horrible person like, that's a drug addict like what versus someone who says like i'm taking adderall for my add it's basically the same drug mm-hmm. there i it's mean it's going to have the same almost the almost, same effect there's depending on like how you a lot of well for meth like he explained it and i don't want to get flagged by the fbi off anything but <laughs> yeah we're not saying do meth if no, you have do not, add do not do meth at all don't do drugs unless they're prescribed and you're using them carefully the creation process of it is different in how it medically or in how it chemically binds in your body and yeah. how it breaks down it's just like, kind of like um concerta is more of a child's adderall it's because it it's 
converted in your system uh-huh. into amphetamines, but it's not amphetamines straight. Yeah. And I think the the uh, methamphetamine is has that additive. Well, they have to make the amphetamines, and then the additive extras is that is mm-hmm. the meth part, and that's yeah. like that's the part that really that messes you, you messes you up, like yeah. gives you all the. And everything anyway. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, and there's uppers and downers and all that. But, you know, not to get on a tangent about drugs. Don't do them, kids. <laughs> yeah. But, any, I, you know, I just think that, uh, like I said, as a person who believes in, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the t- I don't know that I ever want to prescribe someone drugs um, because, like I said, I don't think they always help. See. Sometimes, and I think also sometimes drugs are prescribed when they don't need to be. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it starts. See, I think that's like the abusive, like a lot of people go in for an Adderall prescription and they like lie and fake it to yeah. get it. And it's just like, I don't know. I, and it's, I, I'm not a big fan of big pharma. I mean, my brother was a drug addict and what do they do to get him off being addicted to drugs? Give him four different medications to take twice a day, every day. Yeah. Like, uh. I you think, know. and I'll, I think it's a spiral. And one of them is his anxiety med- Like, there's anxiety, and I'm like, those are abused. Anxiety yeah. meds are abused. It's just all these. Anyway, uh, so that's the last thing I want to. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a off. spiral. You take one medication, and then you have side effects. So you take medications for the side effects, and then it just, you know. Which is why I hate being on meds. Or right now, I'm on my my blood pressure medicine for the first time ever. Or it's not. Mine is actually easily abused because mine's not for blood pressure per se. It's uh, one of the side effects of my the med I'm taking is uh, weight loss. So far, so like I don't know. I could see people like abusing that. Yeah. Because you know they want the they want the easy way out, which it would, but it would yeah. be very very unhealthy weight. Yeah. Like it would be very unhealthy for their body. Bob, you're beautiful. Thank you. Anyway, I digress. Let's <laughs> get off some more music news. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get off that. I digress. Let's get off a drug. Tangent. So we're gonna go over a little bit of funny news. This is funny to me because I actually have a story for y'all. It goes: a university student is suing for reimbursement since she left the event, suspecting that the headline rapper was a no-show. And um, this is for Travis Scott. I'm sorry. I, I know we kind of got off on a tangent there, but this is Travis Scott at a festival, and a university student is suing for reimbursement because he didn't show up no he was very tardy and uh the upset fan filed a class action lawsuit against the oshiga festival organizer Avenco because their friday night headliner headliner showed up over an hour late for his set university student megan lee stoom is suing for reimbursement since she and many others left the festival suspecting headliner travis scott was a no-show so he goes, rapper Travis Scott was set to perform on Friday, August 3rd at 9.45 p.m. and play until 10.55 at the Montreal Festival. However, Scott didn't show up until uh, – he did not take the stage until 11 p.m. and only performed for 40 minutes instead of the scheduled 65. In the suit, Leistum says that she and the others grew tired of waiting and left by 10.30. Oshiga took uh, to social media that Friday night to explain the whole situation and detailing that Scott was late due to border delays. So, if you didn't know, Montreal is part of Canada, so this festival is in Canada. Canada. So, um, apparently he had some troubles crossing the border, um, getting through customs or whatever. I wonder why. Yeah, I kind of wonder why. Even though a lot of drugs are legal there, it's still, I guess, technically smuggling, even if you're smuggling illegal from it's illegal here so i guess that would be smuggling yeah i guess it depends on it which drugs. part of the border he's coming in through i think if he went through washington it might 
Yeah, you'd okay. be all right. Yeah, because Washington's legal there, so yeah. it should be. Well, I feel like Maine isn't Maine legal as well. Um, I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure, but this is no. Kinda, I don't think so. No, but how do you feel about this? Oh, I know you have a story. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like. I kind of feel like that's on you. I mean, I know it's bad. Like, okay, this is the thing is, though, I, okay, I like that he explained, like, there is a reasoning because I know that sometimes rappers just don't show up to their shows or, like, they'll show up later, they'll show up drunk or something. I honestly think that, like, if they're, you know, yeah, he could have taken an early plane, he didn't, things happen. I think that if you're going to go to a festival like this, just, I mean, well, well, I'm if personally. If you're at a festival, you should be there if you're the entire you're gonna thing. You're going to be there. Exactly, all day. So, Honestly, I personally would have stayed. I would have stayed the whole time, even if you know they're just playing the music or whatever. Like, that's not that's not Plus, something I'm going to leave. More than just one stage, I'd probably go to a different stage. Yeah, and just watch whatever. And just like on. if you heard he was coming back, then go back. I feel like I don't think it's worth suing. I think well, that you know you missed this chance, and that sucks. I get it, but honestly, I feel like it's one of those things that like you know what. You left, and it sucks it does, but, you know, it's not like he showed up drunk or he just, like, you you know, just didn't want to come. You know, there was a reason. But I know you have an experience, so. Well, this is how I feel about the whole uh, situation about this one in particular because it's a festival. So I feel like you should – the performers should be there before, like, way before, not trying to cut it – to where they get there like 15 minutes before you're set. No, like I feel like definitely as a festival, you should be in town the day before or the day of. Like yeah. just be in that, be ready. And definitely if it's in another country. I mean, because you, you got to think, it's just like um, when you're flying, flying just to another state, not even to another country. Even if you're trying to fly, they tell you get there early. Get there minimum early because stuff happens, and I I feel like it could have easily been avoided had they left earlier. Because I feel like I don't know there a lot of rappers I feel like show up ten minutes before their set or fifteen minutes before their set, and I I in particular have a story because I went to a show to watch uh, Slim Thug here in Steven- Stephenville. 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 <laughs> That's so, what my grandma calls it. Stephensville. And if you don't know, I'm a I'm a huge Slim Thug fan. I've seen him in Houston a couple times, but I was very excited to see him out here. Um, he, I think the concert was supposed to start at 8.30, so I showed up at 8. And um, I don't think he, he didn't get on stage until like 11.10, 11.15. And he only played for like 20, 30 minutes and left. So, um, it, that was very irritating to me, but I stayed the entire time cause I just, I was like, I want to see Slim Thug. So I, I just absolutely want to see Slim Thug. So I sat there just waiting for three hours for him to show up to do a 20 minute set. And so I, I understand that frustration because I feel like that was very unprofessional. Definitely since he still got paid the same amount and everything and he only did 20 minutes, he played like four songs and left. Yeah, I think um, we'll see. And I'm like reading some of the stories and stuff like that. And I think it's also one of those things that like people are like, wow, music fans have changed because like you got to think about rock shows back in the day. Like they used to come on stage hours, hour and a half, two hours late just because drunk and like it's just different or like. 
I don't know. I always felt like uh, a lot of rock shows, they would start early and they just wouldn't end. Like, they were supposed to end at a certain time they wouldn't end. Well, I mean, like, generations before. It's like this guy says, what happened to the 80s when well-known bands would make you wait for hours at a club and would finally hit the stage after midnight? Now everybody has to rush, rush home by midnight. How sad. And well, so... Well, you can't do that in Stephenville, seeing how the bars close. The bars close at 12. Yeah. And so, honestly, I think... Um, I don't... I think... I It sucks. He was, he was late. That really does suck. Um... He got there. I mean, like I said, it wasn't. There was an issue at Border Patrol, like, and honestly, another thing, like, when you have issues like that, they take hours to resolve. Yeah, but wouldn't you prepare? Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm saying, like, they can take seven hours to be at Border Patrol. Like, he could have planned to be in Montreal by like three o'clock in the afternoon, and then been at Border Patrol for hours. Like it happens. So, well, I feel like with. I don't want to say, like, stars get special treatment. Well, no, but it's almost even worse, like, just depending on, like, what they think he has. Plus, they have to go through his whole posse, everybody who's coming with him. So, I don't know. I don't want to make excuses for him. Um, I don't think it's worth a lawsuit. I think it's crappy. Yeah, I don't think it deserves the suit because it's a festival. You're not going there just for that person. And you got plenty of other stuff to happen. And if you did, then why are you wasting your money (laughs) when you could just wait for them to come on tour? And you know he's going on tour, so. Yeah, well, Um, and then he's coming to Astro. Do you think he's going to be delayed to Astro World? It's in the U.S. I think he'll be fine. Well, it's in his hometown. But I think maybe we'll see Stormy there. Um. (laughs) Man, I I personally feel like, see, he still is going to get the same amount of money from that he's yeah. not going to make a cut he, he and he performed less time than he was supposed to so i think yeah. he should at least like take a cut you know well someone said they were surprised that he even went on for 40 minutes afterwards i think there's i think there's two types of people like hearing about this there's like the younger kid or like millennial group is like oh that's so unprofessional blah 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 and then there's like older adults who are like yeah, that's nothing. Like, I remember going to concerts, and I'd be, like, sitting there for an hour waiting. Yeah, but the older and people so, are the first ones to let you know if you're, like, five seconds late. Oh, my gosh. I know. Funny how that works. <laughs> but um, this at the end of the story, it says, if the class action lawsuit is approved by a Qu- Quebec Superior Court judge, yeah. it will likely, likely take years to wind its way through the courts. So, yeah. honestly, I, I feel like she's just, like, mad and, like... He showed up late, so I'm suing. But like, and it's she's not... a college. Do you think she's like one of those uh, preppy college students? That Absolutely. She, that's like parents pay for everything, and it's. Just I like... love Travis Scott, and like, I can't believe he showed up late. I'm not listening to Astro World anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I said, like I, I like crack, I said, I can, crappy situation. I can't feel you the can frustration. Like, yeah. I understand, but but like, would you have sued Slim Thug for that? No. Did you leave? Okay. Like, I stayed until like, he did four songs. And he kind of left. I was, I mean, I was bummed. Well, no, no, I'm saying, but like, while you were waiting for him, you didn't, you didn't leave. No, I just got, I just got drunk. Well, I mean, there you go. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I was, I was by myself. Nobody else was at that concert that I knew, and I felt very uncomfortable. So I just, um, I actually I knew the bartender. So he kept, so you me became better up. friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's worth suing. I mean, I don't, I, like I said, I don't think it's worth suing. I think, I think they, and that's older generations saying, oh, where we used to wait in out. I don't think it should be like, uh, I don't think that being late should be yeah. um, like okay or 
oh, it, oh, they're just artists. I think like they yeah. should still because I feel like it's still a job. They're still yeah. getting paid. Yeah, I by agree. us. We're, we're like we bought all the tickets. You should play when you're supposed to and play as long as you're supposed to. I agree. Now, I I do not. I think Travis Scott would have done his full 65 minute set. Yeah, if he could. If he could have, but. And, and I mean, he, you got to think about the day too. I like mean, been at customs all day, mm-hmm. trouble at the border, and then to go straight from there to go to the yeah. show. So, well, he did. He, he did forty minutes out of his sixty-five minutes. It's not like it, it was twenty-five minutes long or lost, but yeah. it's not like Slim Thug was supposed to be on at eight thirty and show up to like eleven fifteen, and then and played, then did a forty-minute played set. till no, he didn't. He, then, did, he played to like eleven forty and left. Wow. Yeah. So. We got anything happier? <laughs> well, we got a little bit about, we can talk about Nicki Minaj and the Safari. Oh, okay. I haven't heard a lot about this beef. so uh... Okay. So we're going to go about a little bit. And, uh, and then we'll get into some sports news. <laughs> and you already talked about a little bit how the beef on um, Barbie Dreams, correct? Yeah. It, would you like, if you want to elaborate any more on that or... You pretty I mean, much did. I know you pretty much dabbled on it when you were doing your um, song of the week. You were talking about you were kind of explaining a little bit of how he was like talk or um, calling designer <laughs> special ed yeah. and whatever. So um, she goes in on pretty much everybody. Um, somebody go and make sure Carucci okay though. I think she heard I'm trying to give the to Quavo. Um, you know. <laughs> Fetty Wap she talks about she talks about Drake a little bit um, she talks about Meek Mill still in her DMs um, oh one of the big things was Young Thug um, evidently you know cross dressing or whatever and she said used to mess with Young Thug I ain't addressing this caught him in my dressing room stealing dresses and so um, I just think <laughs> I think she pretty much goes in on everybody. She said, I remember when I used to have a crush on special ed. Shout out designer because he made it out of special ed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and she said it was all good fun and stuff like that. Um, Oh, (laughs) she got DJ Khaled, too. She said, had to cancel DJ Khaled. Boy, we ain't speaking. Ain't no fat telling me what he ain't eating. I don't know if you remember what DJ Khaled said. Um. mm, well, Ronti basically he says that he does not do certain things to his wife because he is the king, but she should reciprocate. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about and you're old enough, Google it. If not, I remember sh- now. don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, honestly, I just think it's a funny song because she goes in about everybody. Now, I didn't know that she had beef with um, Safari again. See, but this didn't happen on the track. They kind of was talking about it, but this was on 97.9, uh, the beat they had interviewed her uh, with Funk Flex, ended up interviewing her, and then talked about um, her ex-boyfriend, Safari Samuels, and um, just it was just so, since then, it's been a tweet storm between the two. Um, basically, from what I'm getting is um, which, what happened was that she was supporting Safari. Safari was supposed to go to L.A. for some job, came back in one day and said, I'm over it or I don't want to do it. And Nikki was like, it's OK. I'll, I got the last thousand dollars. I'll cover rent for this month. We'll ma- I'll make it through it. I'll do it. I'll book some gigs, do whatever she had to do. 
and um in saying that he stole from her he used her credit cards to buy prostitutes um wow and she goes how and uh, she goes how dare you bite the hand that feeds you is when when one of when he uh, kind of tweeted back at her, and I was I thought that was pretty. What did he say? Pretty funny. Well, he's basically saying, um, "I did not do that. We had our own issues. Like you, you, I did bad things to you. You did bad things to me. You, I believed you when you said you were uh, messing with Meek, and then a couple of years later, y'all are dating, kind of thing, and just a bunch of it's just they're bringing about out a lot of dirty laundry from the time. And Nikki's saying how. Him and his mom used to say that she is a lazy POS and that she's not doing anything when she was trying to pursue her rap career. And then she's like, look where, or look where you are now. Like when she got her fame and she's like, look where you are now. You wouldn't be there without me. How dare you bite the hand that feeds you? And I was like, yeah. Okay. So, um, he was on love and hip hop Mm -hmm. and that's where I knew Safari from. Um, that's where I knew him from originally. He was in Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I think he was on Atlanta, and I think he was on New York, too. Um, So he was just one of them shady guys on Love and Hip Hop, Mm -hmm. and I guess he dated Nicki a long time ago. Honestly, from watching him on that show, I believe it, what he's saying, just because he was kind of a slimy guy. But, you know, like, I, I don't think that there's anything, like, I don't think there's anything he could do to make me not believe all that. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting that it's all coming out. Oh, and she also, I remember a big thing was saying that somebody was saying that she had a ghostwriter. And she's like, how dare you would ever say that to me? You know how big um, everybody in the rap gang knows I write my own lyrics and how much I value I put in women empowerment and then doing yeah. their thing. Well, and not to go back to Barbie Dreams, but I was reading something earlier and it was talking about how basically like that song was like she did like I think like in one take and it was like a bunch of it was like freestyled. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, yeah, I think that Nikki writes her own stuff. I feel like you can definitely tell when a rapper writes her own stuff versus when someone else does it for mm. him. It's a little bit more personal. But I I don't think she is a I do not think she has a ghostwriter. I think everything sounds like Nikki. Like it's hasn't really changed. The format hasn't changed from her beginning stuff. So I don't see why. Like everything seems the same to me. So I feel like that's kind of I don't know. A little far fetched to to be making that claim against her. So, I don't know. But we'll keep you updated on that beef. We'll see yeah. as it goes because it's only it's only been a few days now and they've been they've been at it. So, yeah. And if you haven't listened to the new Queen album by um Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, it is phenomenal. You should definitely check it out. And I know I said um I talked about that my favorite song on the track was Majesty that she does featuring her boyfriend. Y'all didn't know <laughs> her who boyfriend. her boyfriend is. It's Eminem. I, Slim Shady. It's Eminem, Slim Shady. The white guy from D12. Yeah. I think he's Oh my B-Rabbit. God, it's him. I, oh my God, it, Eminem. Oh, oh my God, Slim Shady. So um, they don't even know the name of my band, to be honest. But they're all on them like they want to hold hands. So if you didn't already know that, it, Eminem is her boyfriend. I, I know I've, I've Forgot to mention that earlier when I mentioned my song. I know I said her boyfriend, and I meant to then say Eminem. But if you didn't know that by now... I, if you don't know, now you know. 
Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. So I got some stories. I got a um, I got some music stories, and then I got some um, <clears throat> some sports news. Oh. Um, some of it's actually pretty sad, but had a, a I guess a good ending. Um, but first, I want to talk about Camp Flognaw Carnival, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, Tyler the Creator, uh, Kid Cudi, and Kanye West are headlining uh, his Camp Flognaw tour. And it's it's not a tour. It's just a, a carnival. So, like, we were talking about how all these rappers are starting to, you know, do their own, like, festivals and stuff like that. Well, Camp Flognaw is going to be at Dodger Stadium November 10th through the 11th, 2018. And so, let me just read the lineup. It's going to be Tierra Whack, Avena, Taco. Of is course. Tyler 1 going to be there? I'm hmm. not. Is Tyler the Creator going to be there? Yeah, he's headlining. Him. You're so stupid. Um, Wallows, Bane's World, Rafael Sadiq, Mahid Jordan, ooh, Flatbush Zombies, ooh. Little Dragon, Billy Ellis, I'm, I'm excited. Georgia Smith, Playboy Cardi, Virgil Blow, Pusha T. Where's this at? Uh, Dodger Stadium, so I'm not going to be able to go. Oh, man. <laughs> but then Post Malone will be there. Um, the Miseducation of Miss Lauren Hill, SZA, Kid Sea Ghost, and then, of course, Tyler the Creator, ASAP Rocky. Um, and then the internet, Brockhampton, Kaylee Euclid, Jaden Smith, Earl Sweatshirt, Rex Orange County, Minute oh, Trust. Gonna be there? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd like to um, see that. Domo Genesis, Slow Hollows, Left Brain, Amalu, Hobo Johnson, and the Lovemakers. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, Mike G, Plus Sounds, Turnstile, and Ruel. So um, if you're in LA in November 10th through yeah, 11th. You got one heck of a lineup because yeah, we got. Go. Tyler the Creator, I love Tyler the Creator. I, I, I'm sad that you fell for that. It's just like, who's gonna? Do you think Post Malone's gonna be playing at Posty Fest? You know what? I was Maybe. in the zone. I was in the zone. So I love Tyler the Creator. I've never seen him live. I would love to. Um, Flatbush Zombies as well. I know I missed them when they came into town, or they're still coming into town. I maybe I haven't missed them. I thought it was earlier in July, but I could be wrong. Uh, Flatbush Zombies is phenomenal as well. If you haven't heard them, they're really good. Um, I'm excited because I would love to go to that. What I love about this, right, is like Tyler the Creator is is, is such a, a a different type of of rap guy because like he makes like kind of all different types of music and he listens to all different types mm-hmm. of music. Oh yeah, and I think he's kind of doing like what we think the lineup for Posty Fest is going to be. Like, of course, there's going to be hip hop artists yeah. there, but like we think there's going to be a couple rock artists there and like some alternative guys and stuff yeah. too. And so like he's got like. Billy Eilish there. Oh, okay. like I'm excited about that. And um, I still want to see Willie Nelson at Posty Fest. Uh, God, I would pay so much money. One hundred percent. I believe that Willie Nelson will be there, I and would. I think he's going to come perform a song with Posty. I will pay Bop so would cry. much money. He would cry. But oh, um, man. and then of course Sizzle. Like I like that he's got um, some rap going on, some hip hop, mm-hmm. some some rock, some Rex Orange County, like. I, I think the diversity is going to be pretty cool. Also, one thing about Tyler, the creator, if you did not know, I what makes me enjoy him even more is he is completely 100% sober, always has been. And he, so he still makes these, like, psychedelic tracks, man. You yeah. Think, you're the man, like, what, what is he on? Yeah, no, you're like, what does is he it. on? No, nah, he just does it. It's just, I remember listening to Tyler, the creator, crazy. in high school, and I was just like, what is he on? Yeah. Like, like you can't listen to that stuff in class. Yeah, They'll no. be saying it out loud. And just, There's mm. some stuff. It's just like, what? And it, and it's just like completely sober. It's just his imagination. It's just, it's 
is very, very vivid. Fun. It's very funny. I very like it. It's enjoyable. enjoyable. <laughs> it is very enjoyable. So I got um, some sports news coming out of Maryland, and it's actually very sad. Um, so, and this happened a while back, but Maryland just came out and made a statement about it. Um, Jordan McNair was a sophomore uh, at the University of Maryland, the Terrapins. You know, their uh, their mascots are the turtle. Um, he, My favorite animal. <laughs> he um, was at practice one day. It was a routine scheduled practice, and uh, they worked him a little too hard. He went to the hospital, and then he died two weeks later, I believe. Um, they said, you know, let me just read you what the president said. Um, Maryland, Maryland President Wallace Lowe is agreeing that the McNair family lawyers have been saying all along this was preventable. Basically, I think his parents put out a lawsuit against Maryland because knowing, you know, the practice conditions that he had to deal with, it's so hot out there. We don't know how much water they're getting. They're literally running these kids into the ground, mm-hmm. right? They're saying that there there was no way that he had to die because of this. And so... um Basically, finally, what happened was that what the parents had been needing, um, this was a huge step. This was a huge step Mm -hmm. in college sports, taking responsibility for something that they did. Um, He said this was preventable. He said um, they basically misdiagnosed the situation. No vital signs were taken. Other safeguarding options were not taken for me. That's enough for me to say I need to come to his family personally and apologize. Um, they responded and said um, they appreciate the president and the athletic director meeting. They met with him today again to offer their condolences and accept legal and moral responsibility. Um, while they'll never get another day with Jordan, Dr. Lowe's words were meaningful to them and gave them some comfort that he will put the university on the path to change the culture of the program so that no Terrapin family will have to endure the heartache and grief that they feel. Um, so, he died two months ago. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, an ESPN report came out, I think, Friday, last weekend, um, or maybe the Friday before. But basically, this has been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been happening for a while, and it's not always publicized. You don't always know. Um, sometimes the universities, I'm assuming, will pay hush money. Mm, basically, um, May 29th is when um, they had the workout. Okay. He died, I think, June 13th it was. Do they, um, they say they know why or what happened? Or Let's see. He was admitted to Washington Adventist Hospital on May 29th, and nobody from the university called 911 until an hour after he suffered a seizure. Um, he had a body temperature of 106. He was an offensive lineman, so I'm assuming it was real hot that day. Um, he was overheated. He had a seizure. Then they called him a body temperature of 106. That's that's not yeah. Livable. At 106, your body starts to die. Your cells die. Yeah, your your body is literally like um, liquefying. It's starting to melt. Um. He didn't receive appropriate medical care and mistakes were made by some of their athletic training personnel. Um, I think that the actual, um, the head of their athletic department um, resigned. Yeah. The assistant director for sports, 
um, they parted ways with him. See, this is he resigned. So um, this happens a lot, and this is why I feel like um, I feel like college athletes should get paid because man, um, when I don't know if you're definitely too young, but here at Tarleton, um, when I played, we had uh, we had a gentleman named Zach Shaver. Mm-hmm. which just dropped one day in practice. I remember hearing about that. And um, so he ended up getting life flighted away. Nobody really knew what happened. And yeah, he, he ended up passing away from that. And we don't even, don't really know what happened. Like they assume that um he might have had a uh um a concussion before that practice and he kind of just went out and he was just doing drills he was a defensive lineman and um he just dropped it was weird it, it, it was just we're doing normal drills in the middle of practice he just dropped and he ended up getting life flighted away and he passed away later and like it's one of those things that it is very it that felt like it could have been prevented if he just told some one of us like we you know because like the big thing definitely in high or college sports is you hear about a concussion you report it yeah like there's so much CTE stuff going on right now they're you know starting to redesign helmets and stuff to make it more preventable um, and I think that it is preventable they're saying. Um, Basically, Maryland is taking the fall for this because they they know they did wrong. Um, They said the staff didn't take his temperature at the workout. They didn't apply a cold water immersion treatment, and they didn't follow the emergency response plan. Yeah, that's weird. They didn't do an ice bath. They usually, they love doing ice baths. And, like, and this is just coming from me. Like, I don't, you know, I don't play uh, football, obviously, but... um, just knowing how hot I, I'm not going to compare it to band practice but like we were out in the sun all day yeah like four hours out in the sun yeah, all day terrible. in the heat of the day like you're hot you need water breaks and especially underneath all that gear and stuff I can't imagine and so I um this is a sad story but I think the good thing to come out of it is that Maryland is taking the responsibility and this is going to change NCAA sports because this is happening, and not a lot of people know about it. Like I said, this happened. He died in May. Just happened. June, July, August. He he died three months ago, May thirteenth. So it's been three months, more than three months ago. This didn't come out until ESPN reporting. So I think that's another reason why journalism is so important. But well, you got to think about um, mostly for like university newspapers are. Um, they're employed by the university, so they can't really talk bad about the university. Exactly. Um, and then that's, it happens a lot and people don't know that. Not just, not just football. It happens in soccer, happens in baseball, happens in basketball, happens all the time. I, like I said, I think that it's just, um, I think it's good that Maryland, they took a step in the right direction came out and said they are responsible and now they're going to, you know, 
re they're going to reevaluate every single thing that they do at practice. I just think they're going to have to. It's terrible that it has it takes something so bad to change. Well, and it takes it being you know presented to the like ESPN. Mm-hmm. It takes ESPN to go in and discover and find out about it for them to come out and make a statement. Well, the thing is, like, uh, well, me in high school, they. <clears throat> I had a heat stroke in high school when I played sports and I was, I, I just wanted, I was so thirsty and it was like, no, we got to finish our drills until I just collapsed. And then the next time I practiced, it was like every five minutes we had the, we had a water break. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, I told you, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm wanting to do these drills, but I'm like, if I'm thirsty, I'm, I'm thirsty, man. Like I want water. And I think. I think in sports, um, I think sometimes you push too hard. Oh, yeah, 100%. And um, I think this is one of those instances where they push too hard and this is what happens. Sometimes your body just cannot. Yeah. May Jordan McNair rest in peace. Um, his family finally has some peace. They said uh, they really appreciate the university president um, coming out and, you know, taking responsibility, which, you know, it they – the responsibility is on them. Um, so, you know, like I said, this is, this is a sad story and I apologize. I think one good thing came out of it was that, you know, the university took the, a step in the right direction. Um, and hopefully this will not be the norm anymore. We won't have to read stories about this anymore. I got some good news for you, Bob. <laughs> Are you ready for yeah. it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you already know. Yeah. yeah. Carmelo Anthony officially signs a one-year deal with the Rockets, and we had talked that he he had claimed or he had said officially he was going to sign, uh, but he had to wait till he got back into the United States to be able to do so. And he finally is done. He has signed a one-year contract to the Rockets. That was one year, correct? We, yeah, one year. So yeah. we've been talking about this story for three weeks. It's official. It's officially, officially, official. <clears throat> so um, Carmelo's on the Rockets. It's a I think two point four million deal. So. Um, and I'm curious. I'm hoping that he melds with our, with the rest of the players, and we all get a really good group together, and we maybe can hopefully beat the Golden State Warriors and mm, end up winning. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and football is back. Speaking of football being back, so look, <laughs> I thought this was funny. Um, Bud Light is, a, I guess, they're officially the um, beer of losers. No, I'm kidding. Um, they're They've decided to basically make this Cleveland Browns fridge, right? And so it's padlocked. And uh, if the Browns get a win, they'll unpadlock the fridge and Cleveland fans get a beer. Acting like they can't break through that glass. Number one. Wait. So Bud Light is installing victory fridges throughout (laughs) the Cleveland area that will unlock via Wi-Fi following the Browns' first regular season win this season. Okay, so are they going to have cops at all those? Or is this like some 12-year-old going to come and grab a beer and run off? Right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll have where you have to you scan your ID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll work. And then it'll produce one. Yeah. 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 That'll work I think and, that'd it, be, and it won't duplicate. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Um, good for the when they have <laughs> 10 bars in Cleveland. Um Let's see. They've lost 34 of their last 35 games. But now they have motivation. I think they won. They won their preseason game. I'm pretty sure this week. So, okay. you well, know, congratulations to them. So they got a free beer. We'll see. Yeah. 
Um, and then we'll end on some hockey news because I thought this was interesting, right? So Ryan Ellis, and I, I watch hockey sometimes, mm-hmm. the Nashville Predators, I'm pretty sure that they just won um, the cup. But And my dad lives in Nashville, so he's gone to some Predators games. So the headline is, Predators sign Ryan Ellis to an eight-year contract extension. Okay. And I thought that that was crazy because... For eight years. Yeah, and he's 27. And, you know, so he, young yeah. in sports is so like So you'll be 35 like, when he's off of that. Yeah. But to me, that's just crazy. Like, I don't think I've heard of an eight-year contract in a while. Like, you hear of four or five. Yeah, four. Maybe six. I think six. Or I think six may be the longest I've heard of. But eight in hockey, that's a lot. Um, What is it a year? Um, so it ends up being about 6.25 a year yeah, and then he gets a $7 million signing bonus on my birthday next year, July 1st, 2019. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'll kill my knees. <laughs> I'll <laughs> yeah. kill okay. my knees for the next eight years. Um, so I just thought that was insane. Um, and I mean, he did very well this year. So <laughs> their, uh, their mascot said, Hey Ryan Ellis, lunch is on you for the next eight years. So. And he's a really good defenseman, so I I just thought that was strange. Like, eight years, that's a long time. And, yeah, he's 27, so he'll be 35 when he gets mm-hmm. out of that contract. But good luck to him. Well, he pretty much set up that eight years. He'll break up about, what, 24, 31 50 million? 50 million. Uh, film? I thought you said it's 3 million and then 7 million signed. No, fifth, uh, no, six. Oh, six. Six point, like, it's like 6.25 million a year. Okay. Yeah, I was and then a $7 million signing okay. bonus next year. So he's making money. And I mean, skating is not easy on the knees. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's set up for the next eight years. So, true that. And we're going to, we're going to end on one last story. I don't know if you've heard, but rapper Quavo, he's part of Migos. Quavo. Um, he actually stepped out on his own. I think it was August 10th is when he did this, and he released three new solo um, solo songs, which this is a big deal because while he's been on a, a multiple different tracks, he's never released a song under his own name. Yeah, because he was on a, a, a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. The new DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper, mm-hmm. Quavo song. And so uh, he's produced by Murder Beats, and... Um, I believe he had, er, so he had the three songs, and it was Buddha Bless um, with Lamb Talk and Bubblegum by Buddha Bless, and then he also for has it with, he has a collab with Travis Scott as well with Huncho Jack and Jack Honcho, so this is very um, interesting to me because this is the first time he's ever gone by his own name, released a song in his own yeah. thing, so... I've listened to a couple of them. They sound pretty good, like like I expect of Amigos. So Quavo track. <laughs> so, and he's also be coming up with the like you said when the Drake and Migos tour coming in. So I'm just curious to see if he'll perform. Mm-hmm, exactly, mm-hmm. if he's gonna perform this because he released these songs when they were supposed to uh, start the tour. So oh, really? It, so it was last Friday. Oh. Is when they were supposed to start the tour. So that's maybe when... he's like filler. Maybe. maybe he's like, I'll release these songs to hold them off for a little bit. Possibly, because maybe that can be something with the whole um, uh, production issues. Do you think... Oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Do you think that Migos will eventually 
go their separate ways? I hope not. I like them. I like them separate, but I like them as a group too. So I mean, it's kind of like, would I prefer to see Genesis, P.D. Gabriel, or Phil Collins? I'd rather see Genesis with both of them. Well, gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Yeah, I was really upset when the Cheetah Girls broke up. So, <laughs> and Raven went on her own, and she did pretty okay. So there was that. But mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, maybe there's there will be a Beyonce. Maybe. You know. But Destiny's Child. It, she had a couple. <laughs> but. I mean, that's all I got. Is that all you got? Yes, ma'am. So, again, thank you all so much. I, like we said, this is our 10th podcast. Double this is our 10th Wave of the Planet, episode 10. We are so excited. We've been That means we've been doing this for 10 weeks, which is crazy. We, all summer long. Because when we had first started, we didn't really think, you know, we didn't really think it was much was going to happen. But now here we are, 10 Ten weeks later. 10 and weeks like, later, still doing it. Still, li- And y'all are still listening. So, hey, we must be doing something right. Exactly. And I was like, even if you're not listening, you're you're obviously listening. So thanks. <laughs> we appreciate it. So thank y'all. And also I'm I'm not I can't really talk about it much, but we got new disturbed coming out tomorrow and it's gonna be a little bit heavier. But we will cover that in next heavier disturbed? Well, they asked if they wanted to do a ballad or a heavy. So kinda like how they did um Sound of Silence, which so a next, lot of people didn't like, but I liked. Next week is Heavy Metal Week here so, on Wave the Planet. Well, next week we have the VMAs, which is going to be the 20th. Ooh, so true, we're going to have true. the VMAs. It's going to be VMA heavy. Sorry. Not so sorry. VMAs, and then we also got Disturbed coming out with new music tomorrow. We'll have a Demi update as well. I just said sorry, not sorry, so I had to. Mm. Um, she did put out a statement this week, but um, she's, you know, what is the word? She's focused, committed to her sobriety. So. Okay. So just make sure, you know, you want to stay tuned because I'm going to be beating Chardet in the MTV nominations that we had decided. So That is a lie. Where's the sheet at? So make sure to stay tuned next week. So mm, uh, I'm right. I'm always right and I'll always be so right. We, so we can go through these and show how I've beat her and how much better I am at this music thing than her. So. What are we betting on this? You want uh, to bet lunch? Ooh, depend. Montana's half price apps? Yeah, okay. I could do. I could do. <laughs> so thank you all so much. And like I said, stay tuned next Wednesday. We're going to have all that news and updates on what everything is going on. And I'm sorry. I know this was a little, a uh, little bit more of an emotional one, definitely for me. Yeah. Like I got hit. He he got teary eyed a little I, bit. He, I didn't tell him about that story because it's uh, like a because uh, that that happened to me. And I have. I mean, he, y'all he, get my take on college sports and yeah. football and how how they're treated. And you know how I feel about that. So sorry about that. Um, but I said we're gonna have all that news and everything coming up next Wednesday on Wave of the Planet. See you guys later. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.